Hey, uh, mysterious co-host. How are you doing today? <laughs> oh, Brian, it's just me, Miles. I'm happy to be here, like I am every Friday. With, with a spot of tea? With your <laughs> with car... A with a, and a dash of milk. With your car parked in the garage? It's... Monday, 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 baby. Oh, God. And I know that, you know, Fridays don't usually suck. Oh, no. But I am here to ensure your Friday sucks. <laughs> Just a little bit more. <laughs> Just a little less. <laughs> this is going so well. Uh, AJ, thank you so much for being here. And uh, I just want to remind everybody before the show begins, obviously, we're going to have a little bit of debate about Village and Horizon. We just want to make sure that everybody understands that no matter what happens today, I'm right and AJ's fucking wrong. Are we ready to start the show? <laughs> you thought, for, you thought for a second that wrong. I was going to tell people to fucking chill out and have, we're I, just having I fun. I chose yeah. Call of the Mountain, so you are wrong and everybody agrees with me. Wait, that's 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 not oh. what you picked. Oh, I chose you, Village? Oh. Yeah, you chose. Well, I guess we'll, you chose. I guess we'll have to... You chose. Well, I guess we'll get this sorted out. Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> all right man happy friday jay happy friday happy uh, i'm this, already seeing it this is the most ridiculous channel on the face of the planet <laughs> start the show ridiculously awesome baby okay may we start <laughs> i go go This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day, and to West Friday. <laughs> Old school game cat fucking hates that so much. Right here on YouTube, we do it live for your viewing pleasure. 6 p.m. Eastern, we do it live. Uh, and if you don't like doing things live, and you like doing things with your eyes shut, <laughs> this gonna work on this a little bit uh we also upload this on podcast services of your choice yes that includes spotify for your say it with me boys and girls oral pleasure my name is brian poff from this channel right here psvr without parole and this gentleman to my right not the other side of the pond there's probably a few ponds between us it's aj from the underground psvr underground what is up man serial killers in the chat he's like what the fuck Wait, AJ's here? That's right. Your worst nightmare, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? What right. is up, all you game cats? So good to see you. Uh, excited about the conversation today. We also got a little bit of news to talk about. Um, so I'm really excited. <laughs> it's we time some... for some news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for some news. Right. I, you know, the funny thing is, it's like, what, you, ever, you ever get caught talking shit about somebody? Like, you're like, oh, I can't believe they fucking did that, whatever. And then you realize that they're like right there it's like that's what happened to serial killer just moments ago serial killer is talking shit about you in the chat right i know he's still mad from the one time i said that uh horizon might not be the greatest might not be the greatest game ever but you know i expect i expect no matter what there's a lot of people that are going to hate both of us just for having this debate and and trying to to prove a point um we're, we're gonna i can already see the death threats dude there's people that hate both of us just because we're on youtube <laughs> that's that's True. nothing new man we're used to this shit kind of a prerequisite for being on youtube yeah yep here come the death threats um <laughs> real quick we got a few uh tips before we move on uh we've got looper the underground game cat in the chat with the two euros that says happy friday jay happy friday jay 
one of these days, something like Monday J or Monday will roll off the tongue. So far, it has not. Uh, we also got Emily Baxter, hashtag the cartoony witch game kitten, with a $2 tip in the chat. It says, Beanie's rules. Beanie rules. Beanie, comma, rules. Cartoony games suck. Listen, if you're, you're going to like... Why, why would not cartoony games drool? Like, what... If, it seems like you were going for a rhyme there and then just fucking fell off. Anyway, Emily Baxter wishes us all an official happy weekend. Uh, and if you want something to do this weekend, we always get something for you to do this weekend. Uh, join our Discord. Click the link in the description below. Join our Discord and hang out with us uh, on Sunday. Professor Lewis with the $5 tip gives us some details about Sunday's multiplayer meetup. You guys probably have some games sitting in your backlog, games that you haven't played, uh, or games that you've played the single-player version of and have not gotten around to the multiplayer version of because there's no one in the lobby. So you get nothing to do, nowhere to go. I want to be sedated. Bam, 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 bam. I want to be sedated. Uh, we got... <laughs> what is this? Oh, my God. What's going on? Uh, this I, I, you, can, you can tell. If, we should try to sing together, AJ. We should try to sing I want to be sedated together, and then that way people can tell just how much of a lag there is um, <laughs> between you and I talking. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so, guys, yeah. Tune if... in Monday to find out if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. If you have, if there's multiplayer games in in your backlog that you haven't gotten around to playing because there's no one in playing them, PSVR games in, inherently have a small player base. Uh, then make sure you tune in with Professor Lilith and all the cats for Sunday's multiplayer game, which is drumroll, please. Corix, uh, an addictive strategy oh. slash tower defense game for one, two, three, or four oh. players with co-op versus AI and versus player. Uh, this is very Somebody- cool. Go wake up, Shug. No. I, I, I refuse to give that man any satisfaction. <laughs> he screwed up our top 50 debate, man. He's not allowed back. <laughs> uh, yeah, Corks is a lot of fun, though. If you guys haven't played it, like, don't be fooled by the simple graphics. There's a lot of shit going on there. It, it, it runs at, like, is that one of those games that runs at, like, 120 FPS or something? Uh, so everything's it's like silky one of, smooth. One of two. It's I was fooled by the graphics. I couldn't play it because it looks terrible. Have you not, have you not played Corks, or have you eventually? I have for about five minutes, yep. and I was like, oh. "I'm good." Oh, well, try reviewing everything, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to get over that shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so because uh, so guys, two p.m. Eastern uh, every Sunday, uh, run by Professor Lilith, amazing, amazing game cat, amazing community. Get in there, play some corks, because it's very unlikely uh, this opportunity will come up again. Um, it's also usually on sale for like super cheap, right? It's like on sale for a buck or two very frequently. Uh, we got Blast Cat game for me with a two dollar tip. Says Happy Friday! Uh, you know, thank you. Oh, how come you never get a day? Because every right. every day I'm without parole is Friday. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, uh, try to take the spotlight off of myself whenever possible. We got Owando Kiernando with the 100 euros. What a badass fucking name! It's it's a badass name and it's a badass tip. And I also I also badass pronounced it, man. Like that was the worst fucking pronounce or Owando's ever heard of his name. Uh, my apologies, my friend. 100 euros. Thank you for your generosity. He says I'm so excited for PSVR two. That's it. That's all I have to say. Me too. Owando. Kiernando. There's an extra. There's an extra N in there, right? Every time. Kiernando. <laughs> so I'm always ready to be like, because it's Kiernando. I just, just want to like announce his name and like as he's like running onto like a sports court or like a 
a wrestling like a field. match, wrestling ring. Go, go run out into the field of the World Cup, and I'll just be like, Awando Kinando. <laughs> no! <laughs> All right. Now that we've pissed everyone off, Darth Vader, the game cat with the $10 tip says, I personally think it's, this isn't the time, Vader. We're not, we're not at this part of the conversation yet. What are you doing, Vader? So I personally think RE8 will be a better game just for the sake of replayability. You know what? I'm going to add that to, uh, to, uh, the debate here. Replayability. I've got my notes here. Yeah. Yeah. I've already got that on the notes. I, I got you, Vader. Vader knows all about RE Village way more than I do. Um, not dissing Horizon. Yeah, you are. You're saying Horizon's not fucking replayable. That's what you're saying. It's just that we have no idea exactly how much content is in the game just yet. Let this debate begin. Uh, I like this. Thank you for prefacing the debate <laughs> 25 minutes before it begins, Vader. We love you so very much, and we appreciate your generosity. Uh, Piatrek F with the 12 plantain says, not even close. Horizon VR is just a double oh, just, a spinoff. Just a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a small is he saying double A spinoff instead of triple A? Yeah. Is that what he's trying to say? Um, yes. It's a spinoff. That's very interesting. I mean, yeah, certainly he's on main main uh, mainline title. But of I'm course, a, I love this man. I'm just going to sit back. You cats got this. I'm just going to sit back and I'm already winning the debate. I mean, I want to. <laughs> I didn't even have to say nothing, Brian. <laughs> I want. I want to check in on the poll. How's the poll doing, dude? I will say the, the poll when we first started the poll before the show began. The, the poll was. Like 100% uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. We got a few votes in for Call of the Mountain before Village even got a single vote. But it's starting to even out a little bit. Call, uh, Horizon currently has 61% of the vote, um, whereas Village has 39%. So, so far, uh, so far, I've got a solid lead over here. But we'll see what happens by the time the debate begins. All right, man. Uh, are we uh, are we caught up on tips? I think we're caught up on tips. Does that mean we can actually start the show? <laughs> I think we can. I think we can. Uh, AJ, uh, you were not here for the uh, for the Resolution Games Showcase yesterday that I streamed with Miles. Uh, but you played. You've been playing some Demio recently, and so how much did that Demio news excite you? Um, well, I did catch up on the show when the, when the show happened. I was really busy, so I couldn't watch it at the time. But then I I watched it back and. Um, yeah, it was it was nice that it was only 17 minutes. Uh but dude, I you know, I've talked about it recently. I am a huge fan of Demio. I think it's a day one pre-order. I think I think it is a game worth pre-ordering. Um and I I had a couple thoughts on it. I mean, you know, I've been loving it. It's it's really really great. Um they announced a new character. Well, they didn't announce a new character, but they actually showed a new character that's not currently in the game that well, I guess is now, uh, with the Reign of Chaos DLC. They showed off the PvP mode. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something, Brian. I was actually saddened by this showcase when I saw yeah. the Demio announcement. Did you believe that? You know why? Um, uh, no. Why? <laughs> why? Because along with the announcement of Reign of Chaos, they said that it is the final chapter they did say that and i was like what because to me this game is so good and i was like oh it's going to come to psvr2 then we're going to get update after update after update like they're doing right now Mm -hmm. and i was really looking forward to that um yeah so i was actually kind of bummed out as i'm super excited for this game on psvr2 
but I will say, I hope the only reason that they are saying that this is the final chapter, and again, totally worth the $30. I've spent lots of hours with this game. It's got plenty of, of, of content. Um, Would you say it's worth $50? Is not much they're charging, or is it 40, 40, 40 over here? 40. Okay. Um, I would, uh, I mean, I like the, I like the $30 price tag. Um, <laughs> Me too. 40, <laughs> 40, is it like, I'm okay with that, but like, I would rather say, I would, that's why I'm saying either like pre-order it now. Like it's an easy, easy. Yes. When it's, when it's got some kind of sale with yep. it, easy. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that the only reason that this is the final chapter is because they got like a Demio 2 in the works or something. Because yep. I was I was saddened by that. I was really expecting to to have lots of updates with this. Well, I think I, I, I think sequels are always a little bit dangerous, right? Because you're like you got all these people roped in. Uh, this is this has confirmed cross play with with every other platform. So if you had it on PSVR two, you'd be able to play with PS five people, with Quest people, PC VR people, and so they they're getting this strong platform in. And so it's a little dangerous to say, here's Demio 2. And you're like, but I, was, I still play Demio 1. I don't really need a whole new thing. What The smarter thing to do in my book would at least be, hey, this is the final chapter of the story we've been telling, right? And saying, because chapters are in books, right? So maybe they begin a new book, a new story arc, a new a new whole element. Demio book 2. Demio book 2 within Demio, right? And start, because so far they haven't charged for any of this DLC, right? This has all been free right and so maybe this is their way of saying we're this, we're closing the chat we're closing the book on the free stuff that we're delivering and now here's a whole new segment of demio that we're going to be delivering that will be paid dlc for people and we brought you free stuff after free stuff after free stuff now it's time to uh to start a new story with paid dlc i think that would be really smart of them yeah but it's a fantastic game i can't i really can't wait I, i'll probably end up getting the platinum in this game and i'll probably spend a lot of time with it um and I hope to, I hope this isn't the last of Demio that we see because, ah, fantastic. Uh, we got Firebird Old School in the chat with the two hundred Sekiros. Says Happy Early Christmas, Brian. Thank you very much, Firebird Old School. It's just what I wanted. You don't even know how much I want to wake up on December twenty fifth. Look under the tree. And just piles of money. <laughs> look, look under the bookshelf of Master System games and, and find 200 Sekiros. It's just what I wanted. I don't know how much Sekiro is worth. Somebody Google that for me. No, no, no. Don't. I don't. It's not. Dude, it's all about the thought. I'm, I'm just pretending here. Um, you guys are very, very generous. I really appreciate it. Keeping the channel running. Keeping these lights on. Uh, it's been a tough month. It's been a tough year. And with PSVR due around the corner, man, it's going to get real fucking expensive real fast. I appreciate all of you who are supporting the channel. Um, and, of course, all of you who are here. Just watching trust me it, it helps so much um we also get josh cat with the 9.99 these are dollars i'm familiar with those uh it says call of the mountain here we go <laughs> <laughs> josh get 15 minutes just wait <laughs> call of the mountain is sony's first party psvr2 baby um like all firstborn they will give it everything they've got, making it the ultimate PSVR 2 game at launch. Uh, anyone who has kids, I'm sure can relate. Uh, with your first kid, you try every, you try real hard, and you try to raise it right, and you try to take care of it. And then the second one, you just go, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. That's that's my take on what Josh said. Um, thank I you. I love it, man. Keep the, keep the debate going. <laughs> the pre-debate debate. The pre-debate debate. I love it. Um, 
Yeah, dude. So, so this is, I mean, so obviously great news for Demio, great news for free content. Uh, I, I, you know, I guarantee you if they see amazing sales for Demio on PSVR 2, there's no way they're going to be like, well, it's time to move on to like, how can we, how can we milk this a little bit more? So really, really hoping that they, they just switch over to the paid DLC rather than stop giving us DLC altogether. Um, yeah. cause I do think, I think you're right, man. I think, I think Demio is going to have a long life. And I think that this is one of those games that you're going to, you're going to have on your PS5 installed. And you're just never going to uninstall it for the duration of the PSVR 2's lifespan because you're, it's going to be one of those games that maybe you won't play every day or every week, or, but maybe once a month, you know, everyone goes, hey, you want to get together for a game of Demio and just hang out and shoot the shit and like play for three hours? Um, that's kind of part of its charm because it's like relaxing, um, hangout, and at the same time, you know, challenging and fun. Well, content updates are critical for a game's longevity. I mean, we see what it did with Zenith and no man's sky. Um, every time there's a major update like that, it brings people back. So yeah, the fact that this could potentially be the last one before the game even launches is like I said, you know, I hope that changes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, DTB VODs in the chat says, nah, the first kid's the practice kid. I like that. It's like you can you, you screw up a lot with the practice kid, and then like the second one is like, okay, now this one's for real. <laughs> Sounds like he's speaking from experience, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, DTP's kids, I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, all right, man. What's our next news story? What do we got going on here? Oh God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next story comes to us from Br Kiwi, the, uh, the publishers of. Uh, VR pigeons, man. See, I, I do. I don't even know where to start with this. I, I'm, I'm going to bring up my gameplay trailer here, uh, or my game, not my gameplay trailer. I actually played this game today. I bought it for the four dollars, and when it landed on the PlayStation Store, um, not expecting very much. And uh, and I got to say, I I got what I expected. Um, AJ, I think you actually had a better time with this pre-launch. Uh, I didn't play this until today. Uh, can you can you kind of describe how this all went down for you? Well, I think for so it's VR pigeons. It's a game where you have you basically are each level is some kind of like rooftop or setting. There's somebody throwing bread pieces out. Um, there's like timers for extra times. It's got some arcade mechanics, and you literally have to physically go. And like to like peck, um, and it like kind of scoots you around, and you peck, and you can like punch other pigeons. You eat bread and gobble it up for more points. And if you do well enough, you unlock a new level. And what I'll say about this game is that for a game that's intentionally stupid and supposed to be intentionally stupid and bad, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. Like it's like I you know it's I'm not like crazy about it or anything. But I really feel like for it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be a piece of shit and it's not. And so it's it's all right. Like, it's OK. Yeah. I mean, you know, for a game that I mean, with this kind of graphical detail, you, you would hope that, you know, it would at least look super crisp and clear in the headset. It doesn't really. Um for a game like this, you'd expect you'd at least hope for like I don't know, like normal options, like smooth turning, and and there's just none of that. It's click turning. It's it is about as bare bones as you can get. The the options were you want the audio in stereo or mono. That was the full length of the options, um, and and here we go. Uh, I think this is me trying to do the second level, and this is where everything. 
goes sour, AJ. For a second, you can see that it was about to allow me to start the second level. The start up button was highlighted. That never happened ever again. Um, so I was never able to start the second level. There's, there's, I experienced a bug. Uh, I, I closed down the game twice and restarted it twice and tried to and tried to get this thing working. I can only play the first level. I cannot play anything uh, past the first level. So th- some, something went horribly wrong for me. Um, and it's disappointing because it sounds like it's an easy platinum, right? Oh, I don't know if it actually has a platinum. But Dan oh. Kiefer says pigeon hands. And that's, you know, this is the thing is like, We've had games like Baby Hands. We've had games like Drunken Bar Fight, which are, like, supposed to be, like, they're kind of like meme games. They're supposed to be stupid. But those were, in my opinion, really bad games. Like, they just, they weren't very good. Baby Hands is better than Drunken Bar Fight, but still. And I I just feel like this is a little bit, at least executed a little bit better uh, for what it is. Sure. And priced appropriately, it's three ninety nine. Like baby hand should have been a, like a $5 game. Drunken bar fight should have been a $5 game. Although drunken yeah. bar fight, I think it was like twelve ninety nine. So at least it came close. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, charging $20. Baby for, hands? I think baby $20? hands was like 20 bucks. Good yeah. God. Good God. Indeed. It was ridiculous. Um, and so, but, and I will say I'm really happy, like within seconds of starting this game, I've got two move controllers in my hands. You only need one, right? Cause all you got, I'll, I'll either of them do are turn, with click turning or thank God you don't have to keep doing this, right? The move button just does that for you. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just moving around like smashing the move button. So I'm like, you know, just getting rid of all the other pigeons that are trying to steal my bread, taking all the bread and everything's, and everything's going pretty well. Um, so yeah, for a cheap little game, better than I expected, but uh, again, I didn't expect much. So it is what it is. I hopefully, hopefully I can delete this, reinstall it and actually get past level one uh because yeah, it, i got i got like four or five levels in and you know they change up the layout and stuff and you know it's they they throw in some new mechanics like there's like bombs that they start introducing that you have to peck off the roof um it's not bad <laughs> for a four dollar game approved there we go sometimes it comes down to price if, if this was any more than four dollars i think we probably have some serious issues with it and uh, and i yeah. and i have serious issues with it <laughs> and it's but yeah. it's four dollars oh, i do too but yeah it's, it's like it's hard to get mad at it yeah it is a little bit hard to get mad at it it's like it's like a kid that pisses the bed or something you're like yeah you pissed the bed that sucks but at the same time you're a kid <laughs> um AJ, uh, there was uh, an, an article that came out or an interview that came out in Famitsu. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know when this article was even published, man, because uh, I don't keep up with Famitsu. But everyone's pointing to it today, uh, tagging me on Twitter, uh, tagging me, uh, texting me, Jay. Um, <laughs> it's twelve sixteen, so that's like kind of technically yesterday if it's in Japan. Yeah. So, uh, so we, very recently, this article came out, and uh, let's. I say we. I say we get over to it, man. Uh, did you have a chance to get through this article? I got, I skimmed through a lot of it. And, um, you know, even just kind of looking around at the scanning for the PSVR 2 stuff, yeah. um, I did find a couple little interesting tidbits in here. Uh, yeah, me too, man. Me too. It, it was, it was good. This, the, in- the interesting thing about these, these interviews are like, it's nice to hear people from Sony talking about the shit that we want to hear about. Um, yeah. even when he doesn't really reveal too much stuff, like it's very, you know, expect very much expected everything that, that he's saying, you just, it's like oh, normal PR stuff. But the fact is, is like, we don't hear anybody from Sony talking about anything PSVR two related. And so just hearing somebody talk about it and not even really revealing anything, mm. 
somehow feels really reassuring. And so I was happy to read this. Hideaki Nishino like seems like our new sh- Shuhei when it comes to VR. You know, he's the the, the what is he the um, director of platform experiences or something like that. Uh, I, I forget what his official title was, but he he seems to be the PSVR two guy. Whenever it comes to um, PlayStation blog posts or, or anything else PSVR two related, he seems to be the guy writing it. And then here he is out there talking about PSVR two with Famitsu. Uh, this is good stuff. Hey, listen, AJ. Before we get too far deep into this, I want to make sure that we give uh, our good friend Owando Kiranando. <laughs> oh. That, no! dude, that extra end that extra Orlando. end or window would you mind just changing your name for me just just removing one one of the ends from your life i don't even mind i don't even know which don't one don't ever change your name owando come on man like what what if what if owando I, I think i've been saying orwando uh what if i what if owando his whole life has been saying man this is the push i needed to finally get rid of that end i've been i've been cursing that end my whole life it's not that hard. It's, it's just Kiernando. It's, it's not. I'm just fucking dumb, and I'm being a pain in the ass. Um, he says, "Here's with another 100 euros, by the way, fucking ridiculously generous, saying, here's, keep, here's for keeping the lights on. Also, I'm going to let you finish, but <laughs> Res- Resident Evil 8 is going to be the greatest of all yes. time, and your yes. wrestling pronouncement of my name rocks. That's you, AJ. That's you. <laughs> Hell yes. Wrestling announcement. Let's go, Wando. That's fucking incredible, man. Fucking incredible. Thank you so much for your generosity. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing. So there's two big – back you. to the article. Yeah. There's two big takeaways I saw from from skimming the article. Um, they they touch base on two kind of gray areas or question marks, uh, questions that we have surrounding some of the things that they've been doing with the PSVR 2. Um, and the first one is they talk about – the struggle with meeting demand with the PS5 yep. and they actually touch base a little bit on with what they're doing with the PSVR 2 and how they're rolling it out. So they say as a countermeasure for resale, PS5 is being sold by lottery at stores. But if PS5 can be purchased at stores as a matter of course, uh, it seems that the problem of resale will be solved. And Nishino says, of all, I am deeply saddened by the fact that the product did not reach the customers who wanted it due to the lack of production, resulting in a situation of resale at a high price. In the future, if we can stable uh, – there's some translation things here. Yeah. Um, if we can have more stability in – or stable up, stable lineup in stores – God, I don't – yeah, it's um, have some more stability in stores. We believe that this kind of situation will gradually disappear. Then the interviewer goes on to say, for PSVR 2, which will be released on February 22nd, 2023, we have taken measures such as making the playtime recorded in the Sony account a condition when applying for the lottery. I think it would have been nice to be able to apply this kind of support to the PS5 itself, but was it difficult? Um, so let me skip, skip through because it's just kind of hard with the translation, but he says, currently... While we have received a certain amount of positive feedback regarding pre-orders for PSVR 2, we have also received feedback that we can do the same for PS5. Uh, However, it is difficult to use the customer's usage history widely because there are data security and security issues. So they do care about security. But um, uh, maybe I read this wrong a little bit. But but I was thinking that they were saying – you know, they did mention that they're receiving positive feedback about the PSVR 2. And – uh, about the pre-orders for them, and this is basically pointing to a lot at how the PS5 was a disaster, and that yeah. there he he mentions he was deeply saddened by 
how the demand was not able to be met. So to me, it kind of makes it seem like this whole rollout of the PSVR 2 and the way they're doing it is intentional so that they don't have the same issue again. Right. I mean, it, it, I think most of the PS5 issues, I mean, he, he's pointing to manufacturing issues or, or maybe or just simply not manufacturing enough. Um, but but they, they undersold their expectations for the PS5, not because there wasn't a demand for it, but because they didn't make as many as they wanted to sell. Right. And so like that was sort of an internal thing or maybe, I guess, an external thing when it comes to supply chains and, and all that. But uh, but it's, it's good that they're recognizing this. It's good that they're recognizing that scalpers were a major issue with PlayStation 5, that they didn't want to repeat this. Um, and I know that there was a lot of complaints about the way they're handling the PSVR 2 pre-order situation, right? But this was a way to sort of do it slowly and, and, and handle, you know, these seven regions here through handle PlayStation the Direct. And then these other regions can handle it through retailers. And then over here in Japan, we're going to do it way later. And, and then you're going to need 20 hours of PSVR playtime, you know, to be on this list. So, and, and I do think that when we get, you know, maybe like close to a month, a month out from PSVR 2, well, then pre-orders will just be open, right? You can just walk into a, a GameStop or a Best Buy or anything, no matter where you live, and right. uh, and just pre-order it normally. But they wanted to make sure they kind of handled it right from the onset. Um, and again, would have made a lot more sense if they just told us that's what they were doing. And we all had to assume and go, I don't know, is this what they're do why they're doing it? Does this make any sense? Is this better or worse than the PlayStation 5 launch? And, and now here we are, like you know, a month later and somebody's finally going, Oh, this is kind of why we did that, did it this way. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, it, it, we definitely, it, this just shows you though, that it's not that it's an afterthought for Sony. It's, it's not that they don't care about it. It's just, they don't want to run into a situation where, um, where they can't meet the demand. And this explains why we haven't been getting these showcases and why, you know, all these things we want, and until they're ready, we, we're not going to potentially get those at all until they're in a position where they can actually meet that demand. So um, I'm just glad there was a little bit of like, you know, uh, reasoning behind what they're doing. And, you know, obviously you don't as a business, you don't just publicly, you know, you you announce these some of these things to investors and, and stuff to kind of explain and keep them um, you know, engaged, but, but you don't just always go out into the public and explain, you know, your business and, and things like that publicly. So that, that part doesn't, um, bother me too much, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. And it, it, it proves that there is a method to the way they're doing things right now. And hopefully it just means it's going to get better and better as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the other things that was said here was that, um, uh, PSVR two has been in the planning stage has been in the planning since we started designing the PS five. Uh, the hardware is being produced by a different team than the PS five, but we decided to make the PSVR two by making full use of the PlayStation five's performance. So we worked on the design together. This is, this is something we obvi obviously assumed, right? Some people are kind of conspiracized. Is that a word? Uh, conspiracized? No, sized. No, that's probably not a word either. Um, that, that, you know, they're just kind of like pushing the PlayStation VR 2 out that they didn't like really, you know, there wasn't much planning and they're just doing it to do it. Um, and to be able to, for him to be able to talk about this and say, no, 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 like this isn't the PSVR 1 where we kind of had to like 
make it work with the PS4 with duct tape and coat wire coat hangers and a, and a breakout box and all these fucking you know wires that are hanging out of your entertainment center all over the place. We plan this from the get go, and, and we want to make sure that this isn't. Like an add-on, this is a thing that has been designed to work with the PlayStation 5 from the get-go. Uh, and I really, you know, I, I respect them for finally saying that because it's something that we'd heard. And then now they're finally just being like, yeah, this is true. And which is which is really, it might be a small point for some people, but especially after the PSVR 1 felt so duct-taped onto the PS4. Uh, it, it's good to, to kind of hear that this was just sort of meant to be. Well, not to toot our own horn too much, Brian, but back as far as like 2018, 2019, um, you and I and Dave were saying they're designing the PSVR 2 and the PS5 together, that that they are going to be designed to work better together. It's going to make developing for it easier. It's going to make the connection between it easier. And, um, you know, we just really believe that. So it's nice to that we did get some confirmation that, yeah, PSVR 2 has been in development since 2016 when the development on PS5 began. So um, <clears throat> that's why we're going to see, maybe not right away, I mean, we, we already are going to see some benefits right off the bat, but down the line we're going to see even more benefits about people making, we compared it often to the PS3 to PS4 generation, mm -hmm. how like PS3 was this great, you know, architecture, but it was so complex and hard to develop for. And they, you know, they got rid of that, uh, eradicated that with the PS5, with the PS4. Um, and that's a similar thing was that, like you said, the, the PSVR was kind of duct taped onto the PSVR, uh, PS4. God damn, so many PlayStations. <laughs> um, but now the PSVR2 is, you know, has a system that was anticipating its release uh, built for it, which is going to help a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, get, getting into kind of some of the software stuff uh, a little bit, we're going to jump around a little, quite a bit in this uh, interview to make sure we hit all the highlights because uh, it's, it's a long article um, and it's Google translated. Uh, which, so uh, yeah. trying to save you the trouble here. Um, it's actually the, it was the interviewer, not not Hideaki Nishino himself, that said one of the more interesting things in this article for me. He, the interviewer says, in an interview about the VR version of Resident Evil Village, Capcom said that this was very easy to develop. Now we are not talking about Resident Evil Seven, where you just you just switch the analog stick to head movement. And, uh, and kept everything else DualShock 4. We're talking about a game that, that uses uh, the, the, the Sense controllers pretty much, you know, as, from what we've heard to their full potential. Uh, you suddenly have two hands in the game, and, uh, and, and everything is more interactable. You can reload and the gun. actually enhancing the original experience. Yeah, you can re manually reload the gun. You can, uh, you, you can uh, melee by swiping or stabbing. Uh, so they are trying to make this VRAF and, and to find out that, uh, they didn't, they didn't struggle with it, that it was actually really easy to develop. Uh, that is a really, really good sign as far as I'm concerned for, for, for the future of hybrid games, hybrid games, you know, we've been saying uh, this is going to be the kind of the hybrid generation. It's really expensive to develop triple a, uh, VR only games, and you're never going to recoup those losses, right? The only way Sony's recouping their losses on Call of the Mountain is by packing it in and charging you for $50. And then in Japan, making that the only bundle that's available, right? They're forcing you to buy Horizon Call of the Mountain in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, 
to find out that you know this that this wasn't a big ordeal that and and so now now I'm going to be hitting up uh, developers of AAA flat screen games like crazy, being like, "Come on, yep. Dead Island Two people, get your shit together. Where's our PSVR Two version?" Yeah, this is good news. Yes, um, and the last thing that I noticed from from the article is they touch a little bit ab- about wireless and wireless capabilities. Um, The interviewer says, over the past six years, the number of VR devices has increased and many smartphone-compatible and wireless all-in-one devices have appeared. Under such circumstances, PSVR 2 is in the form of connecting to PS5 with a single cable. But but why did it become this format? Have you tried other wireless formats and decided this is the best? And Nishino says, the sense of drawing out the full performance of PSVR 2 and PS5, we believe that there is nothing that surpasses the current cable. We also understand that going wireless will give you another experience, so we're always looking at possibilities and doing technical research. However, there is still the issue of how far the performance that can be realized only with cables can be replaced with wireless. Yeah, I mean... That's a big one. It's it's huge. You know, Go ahead, sorry. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that is obviously what most most people that understand vr and and that it's you know it's still kind of in its early stages um and especially but the people that don't understand are the ones going why isn't it wireless well the reason being a couple but one of them he says here is that you know to get the maximum performance with the current technology that that we have to get maximum performance out of the PS5 is why they chose the wire. Um, and that's why most of us that know that don't really care about the wire. I mean, the way it's designed is pretty fluid and out of the way anyways. But when you look at the standalone devices, uh, they're not, you know, yes, they're wireless, but look at what, you know, they're running off mobile chipsets and, and you know, mobile hardware uh, components that are not as powerful. So, it just shows that the tech is still evolving, still growing. Uh, they're obviously, as he said, they're still looking at, you know, researching wireless capabilities. But um, for a lot of people that are wondering why isn't it wireless, this is your answer. Absolutely. And this is, uh, yeah, I, I think I think a difficult concept for a lot of people to grasp. You know, a lot of people have been like, well, the, you, there's this workaround on PC and then this works most of the time. And this kind of works kind of like, and everybody has bearing results. Um if you don't think that Sony's looking into these uh, possibilities and looking into how they can, uh, you know, eventually make uh, PSVR two wireless for, you know, whether that be V two or or even, you know, I don't know, I I'd have a hard time believing they would wait till PSVR three to come out with a wireless VR headset. I do feel like we've got about two years of a wired PSVR two before they give us an option and give us another headset to purchase or or, or wireless dongle or something. Um, but yeah, they're they're absolutely looking into it. Sony spends ridiculous amounts of money on R and D long, long, long before any products come out, and they've definitely looked into this, and I'm sure are coming up with a solution. But yeah, wired wired is the answer for it's now. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you look at like you know TVs, like when 4K TVs first came out, the technology is there. They have the technology, but it's so expensive, and it and it still hasn't fully developed. So. Once, once it, it, there's more production of it, once there's more uh, evolution of the technology, and this is technology, it, it's going to happen, and probably sooner than later, because technology evolves so rapidly. Um, 
But at this point in time, especially this being developed, you know, a couple of years ago, this is the the optimal solution, uh, and will also keep the price down a little bit. I'm sure they could have had a wireless model right now, but it would probably cost three thousand dollars, and you know. Well, I mean, every dollar at this point counts, right? Even if it was just, you know, yeah. six fifty instead of five fifty, you know, I mean, right? Honestly, like people, a lot of people gasped when they said five fifty, and it took a little time for the sticker shock to wear off and go. Well, compared to the PC side of things, where this is, you know, really pretty cutting edge, uh, and you're not going to get anything close to this over on the PC side for less than a thousand dollars. You can tell that Sony's trying to keep this as inexpensive as possible. And so, yeah, so giving us either two SKUs or a more expensive version of this thing is just not what they should be doing right now. They want to they want to get everybody on board for as cheap as possible, uh, and then later down the line, be like, okay, now here's Here's some cheaper options for you. And, and I don't know if you saw Emil in the chat said also a two hour battery life is a massive no deal for me. Like I, that's how I am with Quest Two, man. Like I, I have I have to play with my Quest Two plugged in constantly because I don't want to I don't want to get a, a head strap with a with an extractable battery pack and like I don't want more things on my head, right? And so yeah, I can only imagine uh, weighing this thing down with with a battery. Uh, and, and how big that battery would have to be for it to be, last more than two hours, especially with what it's doing. Yep. Daniel Cass says, let's pretend virtual desktop doesn't exist. See, the thing is, like I said, the technology exists, yeah. but it, it's not it's not the best solution yet. I mean, when I'm playing with people in Zenith and their their headset's dying and they're, and they're cutting out, or some guy's literally like, uh, he's like, oh, my virtual desktop's messing up, and then disconnects from our raid. Um, you can't have that in the middle of a gaming session. You can't. You don't really want technical issues like that. Um, and the other part of that is that you know what makes wireless connectivity, the virtual desktop, work better is like you know Wi-Fi six routers and stuff. Not everybody wants to go out and spend a Wi-Fi on a Wi-Fi six router, or at least has can afford internet service um, that's good enough for that just yet. Uh, it's it's there, but it needs more time is all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I haven't heard from anybody, and please correct me if I'm wrong out there. I haven't heard from anybody that say, you know, here this works flawlessly all the time. And I do feel like if Sony's going to put out a wireless version of something for them. It you know, has to work flawlessly. All the time. Almost flawlessly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, especially especially if you're going to charge people for it. Um, no. <laughs> secrets of my Commodore Amiga cost me that much. <laughs> And the guy says, oh, no, you you quoted my snark. <laughs> oh, no worries, bro. It's a great point. I mean, you know, we don't want to ignore yep. the, you know, the things that are out there as well. You're absolutely right that, you know, it, it deserves to be part of the conversation. Um, so, no, thank you. Yeah. Agreed. Also, shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, lost another subscriber agent. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I just refreshed the page. It went boom. Same kind of um, <laughs> at least I got to laugh. No, um, <laughs> were, were, there any, were there any parts of this, uh, any other parts of this uh, Hideaki Nishino interview that you want to put, extract before we moved on? Um, there's, there might be more in there. I might need to catch, uh, re get, do a little bit deeper dive in there, but that's, yeah. that's all I've seen for now. But I just, I thought it was interesting that he mentioned, you know, kind of the way that they're rolling out, um, PSVR two right now and, and, you know, what, and then, you know, having kind of a, the first time we've heard them talk about why it's wired instead of wireless. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is 
it just again i'm just i'm excited about any time from so anytime someone from sony starts talking about psvr2 uh, it makes me very very happy so yeah. um all right man well let's move on to the topic of the day uh, in case somehow you missed the big gigantic letters on our thumbnail uh and all of the conversations leading up to this one um the, our topic today is is which uh which is the killer PlayStation VR 2 launch title, which is the ultimate PlayStation VR 2 launch title, Horizon Call of the Mountain or Resident Evil Village. Now, they both are. I win. I win. All right. That's it, guys. That's our show. Have a wonderful night. Whoa, whoa, we'll see whoa. you on Monday. Wait, we still got to play 20 <laughs> questions. AJ, <all> right. <laughs> I've got a game in mind, okay? You guys, tough. Okay. Now, before we begin this, I know we joked about this beginning of the show. I don't want anyone get, getting upset over there. You're, that would you're pick prefacing me. like it's going to matter at all. But it's, okay. it's not going to matter, but at least some at least Sci-Fi Game Cat <laughs> Henry can timestamp this conversation. <laughs> and so anytime someone says, AJ hates Horizon or Brian hates Resident Evil games, then we can yes. just, I'll just leave the timestamp <laughs> as a response. Copied and yeah. pasted. Yeah, for the <laughs> record, let it be known that this is for fun yeah. and having a, a fun debate. Um, I do think that there is an argument for both and, uh, we will certainly get to that, but these are pretty much both essential launch titles, but we want to see which one's the better essential launch title. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and, and, and I got to say, uh, so I chose, well, I didn't really choose when I brought up this, when I brought up this topic to AJ, he was like, I choose village. And I was like, well, <laughs> okay, so I will less emphatically choose Call of the Mountain, but but I but I do think my choice would have been Call of the Mountain anyway, which is I think yeah. is something really strange to say, AJ, because I put more hours into Resident Evil Seven Biohazard on PSVR one than I did any other PSVR one game for that entire generation. I, I probably beat Village Biohazard. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this the entire show. I'm, <laughs> I probably beat Resident Evil Seven. I don't know six or seven times. Uh, I played all the DLC. I played the Nightmare Mode many, many times on stream, uh, and I thought I thought Nightmare the DLC alone was better than a good chunk of PSVR one titles. Period. That one piece of DLC I, I played for hours, and I, and I still have hours to go. There's still plenty more to unlock. Um, and so, Resident Evil Seven is by far my favorite PSVR one game. And so, for me not to choose Village as the ultimate launch title for PSVR two, I think really says something about what they're trying to do with Call of the Mountain. Do you want to preface your <laughs> your choice of village with a similar similar monologue? Um, no, because I don't think I, you know, I, I like both games, and like I said, I already did. I already prefaced it by saying I think they're both essential titles, launch titles. In fact, there's some additional ones as well that that I think are essential launch titles. But I'm interested just in the spirit of. Uh, in kind of just the reasons why and, and kind of dissecting that um, I'm interested in just, you know, having some fun and, and discussing it. Sure. And, and actually, and actually um, I, you might be of the two of us, the bigger horizon fan. Like I got halfway through, I'm being very fucking uh, uh, honest here, very transparent. I got halfway through horizon zero dawn. I spent like what 20 or 30 hours getting halfway through it. I was taking my time and then like breath of the wild came out and I was like, I put down horizon and never went back to it. And since I never went back to it, I didn't play forbidden West or any of the DLC. And so I'm, I'm kind of lost when it comes to horizon. Um, 
you recently, in preparation for Call, Call of the Mountain, um, you played through all of Horizon 1, right? Yeah, I... So I started the game, but it was right around, like a long time ago. I spent maybe 10, 15 hours with it. And then PSVR 2 came out around that. I mean, I'm sorry, PSVR came out around that time. And then I kind of never looked back and, you know, never went back. So once this was announced, though, one of the things I like to do is I like to go and kind of, you know, I did have a backlog. My whole backlog is just flat games. Um, and this is one of them. And when I have a good reason to play it, like the Call of the Mountain being announced, I was like, okay. Now I have a reason. There's no games right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I played through the whole thing, um, did basically just the mainline story. That's what I what I have the most interest in is is the main story and the gameplay and and just like, you know, that that's about it. Um, so I'm I definitely was a was a big fan of it. I thought it was a really fantastic game. Yeah. Well, let's see what everyone else thinks about this before we really jump in, because there's a couple of different things we can look at. Uh, number one, we can look at the poll uh, that is right in front of us here in the chat. Um, and we can see exactly what people are thinking. I'm going to end the polls. I mean, get your, get your final votes in here. 250 votes. Um, 59% of you. This is a close call, AJ. When we first started this, it was, it was 100% call of the mountain is very quickly come down to almost 50-50. 59% of you out there are saying Horizon Call of the Ma- Mountain is the ultimate PSVR 2 launch game, and 41% are saying Resident Evil Village. Now, I have to close the poll because it's kind of getting in my way over here. It's been in my way the entire show, <laughs> so I'm only doing it because I don't I don't work very well with distractions. So thank you, everybody, for voting. It's awesome. Well, you know, like I said, I just want to, uh, if I were to preface with anything, I just want to say I'm going to say a lot of things about why I think because I, I chose Resident Evil, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be saying lots of reasons why I think, uh, you know, it is the superior essential launch title. Um, I don't really mean any of it, but i just just warning you now. So if you're going to get triggered by me saying anything bad about it or anything, any of my concerns that I have about it, the, just it'll leave a comment. Hurry up. Leave a comment in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in, below this video, because we want to hear all of your hatred for AJ. It makes me so happy. Because I heart all of them. I pin them. I pin the AJ hatred to the top of the comment section. I saw that. Was that a seed? <laughs> it was. A seed I, was. I only pinned it because we knew he was joking, but man, he went all in, didn't he? It was great. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and kick things off and say, I did play through, uh, you know, Horizon Forbidden, uh, Horizon Call- Zero Dawn. God, there's so many now. Um, and one of the reasons I think, uh, you know, it is a good launch title is because, you know, it does seem like something that is designed for when you're trying out VR for the first time, uh, you know, in that regards. But guess what, guys? I am not trying out VR for the first time. And when I think of what I want from PlayStation VR 2 and next-gen VR games, my first thought is not a spin-off title of you know a popular IP. I think of I want a I want a Horizon Zero Dawn, but then rebuilt from the ground up for VR uh, from the bottom to the top, and that is what Village offers is a complete full triple a game uh that we know is is good based on lots of feedback um but then it's just converted to vr it is literally the dream 
scenario for what we want yeah. for this generation. Yeah, I, that's how I'm going to kick things off. Yeah, con- <laughs> con- considering that I'm not arguing for village. That I mean, that's a hard point to argue against, right? This is exactly what we want for the next six, seven years from PlayStation VR 2. We want these big, awesome, AAA, uh, amazing adventures brought to VR, brought to, brought over as hybrid games where you get two hands in the game and it's they didn't, you know, Resident Evil 7 this. They Resident Evil Village this. They Saints and Sinnered this. They made you a character in the game and not just a floating camera. And I am... Super duper excited for that reason. I'm going to play the crap out of this. There's going to be tons of replayability. I'm excited. However, <laughs> however, starting the the fact is is I'm, I did a little bit of research, AJ, and you know that's very unlike me. If you <laughs> like, yeah, I go, I lot, go a lot of research I, asking game cats in the Discord. <laughs> that's what I do. I go into voice chat before uh, before the before Gamescast goes live. And I say, and I get their opinions. That's pretty much what I normally do. But I did go a little bit further with the help of Rypop, actually. Um, so we looking into sales figures for key flat screen games. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the first Horizon game that came out, as of 2021, so it's probably more at this point, um, sold 20 million copies. That's amazing, man. Like, yeah, it's on PC, right? But it's, but it's other than that, a PlayStation exclusive. These aren't Xbox numbers. This isn't on Switch. Compared to, as of 2022, Resident Evil 7 figures, 11 million copies sold. And that was on Xbox and just came to, uh, and just came to Switch and was on PC as well. So like, you know, so these are somewhat comparable figures or comparable figures. Uh, and so Horizon, being a PlayStation first-party game that didn't come to Xbox or Switch sold almost twice as many copies, right, as one of the biggest uh, IPs, at least in my world, out there. Horizon is a huge IP for Sony. And so just attracting gamers into the VR space, I think this is a really, really important number to look at and say there's at least 20 million gamers out there who played Horizon Zero Dawn and are like, huh, the next Horizon game isn't a game that I can play on the flat screen. Isn't it, it, this isn't just a VR conversion of a game that I've already played or I already own or that I've been holding off playing that, that I could have played on my PC or I could have played on my PlayStation Five already. This is I have to play this in VR. I think that that right there that is like a big selling factor for this game. You can't play it anywhere else or in any other way. You can't play this with a keyboard or mouse or or, or dual sense controller on your flat screen TV. Big deal, I think. Well, I uh, I don't think sales necessarily reflect what is a superior game, and I'm kind of judging these as what is a all know, encompassing AJ. But, All of it's but, important, but, every but, element. But it is it is an important <laughs> note that you know. I mean, really, Horizon is a very accessible IP for a lot of people. It's, you know, uh, especially when you compare it to like Resident Evil 7, which was so freaking scary that people wouldn't even play it. And the good news is, is that Village, we know from what we've heard, is toned down a bit. It's a little, it's made to be a little bit more accessible like a Resident Evil 4 was, Um and so I think it is also important that it is 
it is a little bit more a little bit more people can can play it and get into it but that being said you know when when we talk about launch titles and and what they are intended to do mm-hmm. you know the horizon we know is really supposed to showcase the technology it's, it's the mario it's, 64 of psvr2 <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's very much the way. And yeah, obviously, you know, we know a lot of information about Resident Evil Village because it released a year ago, uh, versus Call of the Mountain, which is yet to be proven, mind you. True. It is yet to prove itself. It's we true. don't know how good it's going to be. We know Resident Evil Village is going to be really good. Eh. So, eh. but. But when it when it comes to launch <laughs> titles, I I kind of compare like when the PS5 launched, and the, the there was the launch titles there, you had Astrobot, which was like fantastic, but it was a showcase that was meant to demonstrate the features of PS5 yep. and the DualSense controller, and then you but you also had Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, which was huge, and you had Spider-Man Remastered. Now, of those two, if I'm comparing those, which one would I think is a more essential title? The Showcase Astrobot, despite, like, I didn't even play Miles Morales, but, like, um, and, I, and, I, and I platinumed Astrobot, but I know that that's not what the majority uh, of people would want. Um, I make kind of a similar comparison here. You know, there are still a lot of unanswered questions, but when I think about it, you know, I want to hit the ground running this gen with not a showcase, not a not a extended tech demo. I want to do it with next gen games. And to me, Village is a guarantee for that. I agree. It is a guarantee. However, I feel as though something that's I I feel as though we could be uh, we're obviously cutting hairs here, right? Splitting hairs, that's the expression. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I do feel as though that we could be looking at uh, an amazing, amazing game in Horizon Call of the Mountain. When you design something for VR specifically, you go in and you go, well, we're going to have climbing in this game. I was like, I don't, I'm gonna, I don't know if there's any climbing in Village. I haven't played it, right? But like climbing is an essential in VR games. It's like, because it just feels so tactile and you feel like you're moving your body and everything. And when you move your body in the game and you're moving in real life, it's great and you're going to, go across you know ropes and everything like that right and of course uh not aloy who's our who's our protagonist in uh call of the mountain rias rias i mean in the horizon universe your primary weapon isn't a little pistol or or or, or guns right it's 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 very interactive bows and arrows right and so i do think that fire sprite and grill are going into this thing exactly what you were saying basically saying we want to deliver the ultimate vr experience we want to make everything feel tactile and when you you know pick up a basket and you see like fruit rolling around in it like uh you you know and and being able to pick those up and and kind of feel those with the uh, sense controllers that's all the tech demo-y side of it right to make sure that you are experiencing what they want to deliver with the psvr2 headset and these new controllers in, in all the tech that's involved in that but also this is fire sprite fire sprite made the persistence which is a game that we all absolutely fucking love right and so they they also know how to make a great game on top of it so what well, i'm sorry 
Wes is killing me because he says Rias, a.k.a. B-Loy. <laughs> <laughs> that is really that is good. so good. B-Loy. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so far, I haven't, haven't loved what I've seen of Rias. But um, <laughs> also, hey, uh, Wes, I hope you're feeling better, man. Uh, Wes, Wes was not able to uh, to be here yesterday um, for, the, for the Resolution Game Showcase. Uh, hopefully, you're getting some good sleep in, buddy, and, uh, and, and feeling better soon. Uh, much love, dude. Um, AJ, while we have this sort of uh, momentary break here, I want to get a couple uh, tips in, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Serial Killer Deck the Halls with Bows of Game Catch with a $5 tip says, you know, AJ, <laughs> if it wasn't for PSVR, I'm not sure we'd even be friends. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I love who it, said that? Who said that? Oh, you know Serial who killer? said that. It was Serial Killer. You know who said uh, it. I love you too, Serial Killer. Uh, this is, this he's, he's, I, I'm watching, I see all of his comments. He's, he's like, oh, here he goes talking about the length of the game again. <laughs> I'm watching you, serial killer. I'm watching you. Um, yeah, this is, this is exactly, this is, this is how I interact with people, uh, in, in, in real life. So I love that we've managed to uh, get to this point, even virtually. Uh, Silent Evil 999 with a $2 tip says, any hope that Silent Hill 2 remake could still be in VR? You come to the right place if you want optimism, my friend, because I'm optimistic to a fault when it comes to uh, when it comes to horror games in VR. I I don't I don't see. I mean, I've played through Silent Hill two back on the PS2. I can't imagine they changed too many things uh, about the game to make make it something that wouldn't work in VR. Uh, again, anytime you know you get a kind of a relatively slow plotting uh, character that you're playing as, and uh, and a lot of fog, uh, and I think it would be absolutely perfect. For VR, would be super scary, uh, and and your character's not doing anything crazy or dramatic. Uh, you're not you know skydiving or, or or getting on any roller coasters, which also would be totally fine um, in VR. But I, I feel like it would be a relatively easy port, uh, as somebody who's never made a video game before likes to say. Uh, what about you, man? Have you lost any Have you lost any hope for the Silent Hill Two remake being in VR? Did you ever think it was going to be in VR? Um, I thought it was a possibility and I still think it is because we have, you know, there was rumors about Silent Hill making a return. Now we've got confirmation of Silent Hill making a return. I think it would be, um, I think it would be like a, a absolute bombshell to drop that Silent Hill is getting, you know, VR mode and stuff. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm just not going to hold my breath for it is all. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the conversation at hand, uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna grab a couple more uh, comments from the chat. Uh, Nick Mueller, the game cat, says Brian's relationship with Horizon is a tragedy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, th- I think so too. Uh, I'm really bummed because I'm just now starting trying to get caught up uh, with with Sony's first party stuff that I missed out on, uh, having fallen in love with PSVR one um, and letting games like God of War and and, uh, and Days Gone get past me. Um, even even The Last of Us Part Two, I haven't made it through yet. I'm like an hour in, so. Uh, so I am doing my best to kind of uh, make my way through those. And even when PSVR 2 gets here, not let that be my whole life. Because I do feel like I miss out on some great titles. Uh, and, and I hope that Call of the Mountain will be something that sucks me back into um, the Horizon universe. And, and, and says, well, you've really fucking missed out, dude. Like, you need to get back in and, and play these flat screen games because the VR game was so amazing. Um, Lucky Sangara, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, says, Call of the Mountain cell systems, Resident Evil 8 will keep them in. I like that. It's a fair enough point. Nice. Well, Brian, earlier you said... Uh, oh, no. You were said you taking that... notes? Oh, were we supposed to be taking <laughs> notes? Earlier you said... 
that you know when it comes to PSVR two that it's it's a five hundred and fifty dollar system in the US alone where you know everywhere else in the world's being uh affected by inflation pretty much. Uh even some parts in the US. You said every dollar counts, Brian. And let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you about a little game that I got for thirty dollars and is getting a free update at launch and is ready to go. You want to talk about essential? You want to talk about saving money and getting an essential launch title at the same time? Then you want to talk about Resident Evil Village. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So I will I'm I'm going to give you this, okay? Uh, I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going to switch teams. Calm down, ladies. Uh for just a second. Um <laughs> because when, whenever we talk about the price of PSVR two now, we do uh, we we do have to kind of bring up a few different things, right? That a you might own Resident Evil Village already. You probably own No Man's Sky already. You probably own Pistol Whip already. You probably own Zenith already. These are all games that you will just be able to play on PSVR two day one. So you know, whenever somebody says, "Oh, five hundred fifty dollars doesn't even include any games," well. It kind of does, you know, like check your library. I can't tell you how many of these games you already own, but I know how many I already own. And I don't own Village yet because I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that announcement we got Wednesday to finally pick it up because I was like, well, the last thing I really want is to is to just have like this game sitting on my shelf that I picked up on sale that now is worthless to me because they Skyrimmed VR this. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it, it, it's certainly a cheap shot. No, no pun intended. But the reality is, like I said, a proven game that costs half as much as an unproven game. It, it has nothing to do with the quality of the games, mm-hmm. just from the the cost saving, the practicality of it alone. Um, you can get, I mean, Resident Evil Village uh, digital is less. Digital is forty dollars, I think, and but uh, but you can find physical copies of Resident Evil Village for thirty dollars. Uh, some people I saw get it for twenty. Yeah, we don't know how long or how good. Um, uh, Call of the Mountain is going to be, uh, and it's a sixty dollar game. So when it comes to yes, this is not my favorite argument either. By the way, I, I feel dirty, but um, <laughs> but the reality is, you know, games go on sale pretty fast, and Hori- all I'm saying is that Horizon might be a better wait for a sale than a, than an essential launch title. Yeah, I actually like something that Johnny Rypop, the Stray Cat, just brought up. He says, the real question between these two is what is going to be on the top 25 by the end of the PSVR? He said 360. Come on, dude. The PSVR T's lifespan. Uh, food for thought. Now, uh, as far as I was concerned, from the moment uh, from the moment Resident Evil 7 launched, it was the best PSVR 1 game. And that, to, for me personally, never changed for six more years. And still hasn't changed. I look back at that library and go, we've got 50 great games, like 50 great games, right? On a top 50 list and a bunch of good games past that. But the first, but the top three or four never hasn't changed all that much for me. Um, and Resident Evil 7 has been at number one this entire time. God, for the love of God, I hope that's not the case this time around, AJ. I hope after a couple of years we go, man, Call of the Mountain was great and Resident Evil Village yeah. was awesome. But now they're like, you know, uh, they fall somewhere in the 15 or 16 or 22 range of, of our top 25 list. Um, Cause I, I don't want to have a repeat of the PlayStation VR one generation. I want 
these games to fall out of favor because we've gotten bigger and better things over time. Uh, more, uh, more AAA and more uh, creative developers have gotten their hands on PSVR 2 and released just so much content that those games just can't stay up there anymore. So to answer Rypop's question, I hope neither. Neither is going to be on top of the 25 list by the end of the lifespan. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I kind of hope they are, but... <laughs> well, I mean, I hope they're that I, I good, but... Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, they'll be on, they'll be on top. Dev- they'll be on top when they first come out. Now, since I'll play devil's advocate here against myself <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we're, now, we're not very good at this, AJ. We can, we, <laughs> no, we're we've terrible. both swapped teams. <laughs> I know. You're you're arguing for Village. I'm arguing for Call of the Mountain. <laughs> this is going um, horribly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how debates work. Uh, actually, I I feel like... You know, the only reason that maybe a possible reason that we shouldn't play Village or that Village is not an essential launch title is because it's too good. And it might just be too good that it makes everything else seem worse. <laughs> that makes sense? No, no, no. no. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Back to I you, tried. So yeah, I think the last point I want to make about about Call of the Mountain, and, and I think there's been, and there's been a lot of points here. Um, if I mean, if you look at the chat, I don't think I ever read these quotes off that I grabbed at the very beginning of the show. Uh, Pietrek F said it's Village. Uh, it's not even close. Horizon is just a spinoff by Fire Sprite, not even comparable to Forbidden West. Which like, we haven't played the game yet, so you know we yeah, know it's we, on open we don't world know. game and whatever else, but we haven't played it. So yeah. right. Well, also that is that you know. I, something that a lot, something that kind of some people made the mistake of was that when they first got into VR or when you get the new hardware, they jumped into some of the really advanced stuff. And I, I will say that I do think Horizon, with the way that it's designed, with the way that that we've heard about the combat, how it kind of helps you out. While that might not be my preference in the long run, yeah. um, I do feel like Horizon is kind of tailor made for a launch title uh, a little bit more versus just being, you know, the hardcorest of the hardcore. It's like, uh, you know, just converted to VR. I do think it has some advantages by being, you know, it's got the boat ride thing where you can show off to friends and family. Um, It's got some tailor-made things that really showcase the hardware that could make for a wonderful first experience with PlayStation VR 2. And, um, and yeah, it, it it could very well be a better launch title because of those things. The way what what the goals were when it was designed. Yeah, Doozy Cat actually followed up Piotrek's uh, comment with by saying, "I think we might be underestimating Horizon. Keep in mind that Alex also has a very limited scope against flat AAA standards, but it wins over polls for the best VR game because it's VRAF, right?" The things, the things we want in VR are different than the things that we want on a flat screen. Uh, I think those two things are, you know, the Venn diagram is starting to become more of a circle. Uh, but because as far as content goes anyway, right, we put, you put a VR headset on and yeah, you want immersion, interactivity, uh, everything, you want everything to be tactile. Um, and, and I think that's what's starting to separate VR games from, from flat screen games more than anything else, because what we want in VR games is actually like, I hope we're kind of at the tail end of of the the Alex and Call of the Mountain route, because as as great as these games seem, we still want the open world games, and we still want the the ones with like hundreds of hours of side quests and games that we just can live in for months. Um, and so, 
So while I totally agree right now, I'm really hoping that that begins to change again, very transitional generation that we're in with a lot of hybrid games on the way. And I think hybrid games are going to change that mentality. We can have it all. We can have the VRF elements and all the content that we're looking for. And I really hope that's what we find the situation we find ourselves in in like two years from now. And that may be why Village and Call of the Mountain might fall down the top 25 list of it. Yeah, there's a lot of games that are built from the ground up for VR, which which is what we want. But we can't lose sight of the fact that the whole reason we love PlayStation VR in the first place is because we also like things that are built from the ground up to be a game and a big game and a full game experience. Both of those are key. If you get both of those in it, then we're golden. Yeah, put your notes down. I see you have a piece of paper and a pen there. You're cheating. You're cheating. No taking I'm, notes. I was like, I'm just sitting there <laughs> nervously just doing this. Um, Nick Nick Mulo says, uh, which do you think will be VRAF? I think they both More VRAF? Yeah. Well, it definitely seems like, yeah, I don't know. There's, I would say it's it should be a no-brainer that Verizon would uh, – Verizon. Horizon would be the one. Um <laughs> You would think that that is like a no-brainer, but then I look at stuff like the combat, and 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 you know it depends on how safe it plays everything. Versus, you know, when when we play VR games, we like to have freedom. We we like to get immersed and be free to roam around and do whatever we want. And you know, it looks like it mostly has that. Um, but then you know, you look at some of the stuff like the combat that keeps you on a ring. It's probably really fun. But I, but I could see it like being like, oh, I wish I could just freely move around, which Resident Evil will have. However, we don't know how – we know that Resident Evil has some VRAF mechanics, yep. and I think it will be plenty. But we don't know the depth of those VR mechanics and how interactable the world will be as sure. a whole. Uh, and that's the only thing that could prevent that from being more VRAF. AJ, do you remember um... – you remember 3D movies, and I don't mean like recent 3D movies like Avatar or whatever else, fucking like How to Train Your Dragon. I, I mean, I mean early 3D movies, like in, in the 80s when you'd go to the movie theater and you wear like the the blue and red glasses. And it's uh, terrible. It's terrible, terrible. But but if you look back on like I think it was Friday the 13th Part Three or something, I forget which one was the 3D one. I think the third the third in every movie series was 3D, just so they could be like Jaws 3D, right? That, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just how it worked. They're like, we got to rush out at number two so we can get to the 3D one. Um, but if you remember those movies, um, I remember they're just being super ridiculous scenes in all of those movies like where like if you're watching it just on a flat screen you're like why am i looking face down on popcorn popping right why am i looking head on at this guy with like an arrow stuck in his head and the arrow is just like flailing around in front of the camera it's all for the 3d <laughs> effect right it wasn't it wasn't because it was good movie making it was, it was because everyone in the theater had fucking 3d glasses on they had to make it worthwhile i think that's that's sort of what call of the mountain's gonna be it's gonna be like they're going to try and make the worst analogy ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Fire Sprite and Gorilla. This, t- take this with the love. He's trying take his this- hardest. <laughs> he's, he's, I promise you he's on your side. I am. Take this with the love as it's intended to have. Like, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of that. Like Village wasn't designed with VR in mind. Like, I mean, you know, maybe they were thinking about it because of Resident Evil Seven, but they were trying to make a, an amazing flat screen game uh, and say, hey, we're probably going to get this into VR later. Um, yeah. whereas, whereas call of the mountain, 
its entire intention is to blow you away with VR, just like the fucking 3D movies back in the 80s, right? So I do think we're going to see a lot of stuff that we wouldn't see in a normal game just to be really impressive. Like things are going to feel good to hold. Things are going to, and there's going to be stuff for us to hold that there wouldn't be. Like you're not going to pick up an apple in Horizon. Why, why would you? Like, oh, is he Aloy walking around? I've got an apple. Look at this fucking apple. And you're like, but in VR, you're like, look at this fucking apple. It feels like an apple, right? You throw it, it. <laughs> Throws like an yeah. apple, and I think there's gonna be a lot of that stuff. Um, the, the game cat well, says there literally <laughs> is because you have apples in the game for health. Right. Nick the game cat out in the chest says, "Yeah, you're not selling it." <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying, but 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 I do think I, I do think it is all about selling PSVR two to people and and being like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's not an open world, but because they want to make it fucking beautiful to look at and just an amazing place to be in the headset. Um, and so, and I, and I do think, you know, we might not get a PlayStation VR Worlds 2 for PSVR 2. We might not. Maybe we will. Who the fuck knows? Um, I think it would be nice. But I think I think what we're getting instead is this river raft ride that's included with Call of the Mountain, right? And so that when friends and family come over, you can say, hey, boom, just put this thing on. Oh, yeah, and feel the water and, and touch the things that are in the boat and, and whatever else happens. Like, I, I hope it's a nice long river ride. I hope it's as long, if not longer, than the uh, Ocean's Descent a shark cage experience because yes. and in have it wonderful actually, first time trying that yeah it was wonderful but 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 even then it didn't give you two hands right it was great for people who've never played a video game before and just wanted to experience vr because all you had to do was sit there and look around this yeah. hopefully will be like okay you don't need to know anything about gaming but you can like reach out and like kind of pick things up and, and interact with the world and, and and feel it like with the headset haptics and everything else i, I do think that that's going to be an important part of call of the mountain is just like selling it as a VR world experience alongside of this, you know, actual game. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it is what, like I said, what horizon, you know, kind of the opposite of what I was saying about what's a more essential launch title, like um, Astrobot or, or Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's, you know, again, to kind of counterpoint that it's like, this is the the horizon is and what which is why it was probably favorable in the polls by just a little bit. It is something that you kind of want your first experience to be. It is something you want to experience at launch using the hardware for the first time. Something that really blows your mind. Um, but in the long run, I do think it's important for stuff like what we're getting with Village, uh, so that you get more value and out of your device. You get more time in like more game to play. Uh, and that's going to be really, really important. This gen, not, you know, I think horizon could easily be a more, you know, some like the bigger, the better experience, but then, you know, I think village might be, end up being the better game in yep. the long run. And I actually agree. I 100% agree. Uh, man, bear pig game cat. Real? Yes, he, he was real. Totally exists. Uh, he's fuzzy. Not the photographer's fault. Not the photographer's fault. With two dollar tip, says which will have better replay value, Resident Evil Eight or Horizon? Now, this is a good question, right? Because I've talked to uh, uh, my friend Finn, uh, Darth Vader, in the chat, uh, who is obsessed with Village, right? And was obsessed with Biohazard, and so he knows. He knows what he's talking about, and, and says Village has just as much replay value as resident evil seven biohazard did if you're the kind of person like me who loved the game so much that uh it, that that new game plus is important to you like so where every time you finish it you unlock you know a new perk or a new weapon or a new whatever to take with you 
on your next run through the game, right? Uh, that that to me like was made it entirely worthwhile. Plus the madhouse difficulty. Um, I think he said there's something along those lines in Village. So yeah, Village. I mean, Resident Evil games in general are designed to you of all people know that they're designed to be. You can replay them over and over and over. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't think it's I don't think there's any question about which game you're going to get the most time play time out of. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the better one to experience first or the the more essential one at launch. Um, you know, in, in at least in a practical way, yes. If you if what you care about is getting the most bang for your buck, then maybe. But you know, but I, again, I've played, you know, Resident Evil games. We know are also some of the the best PS or VR games. Period. You know, out on the quest, Resident Evil Four is still, I think, the best game on there. It wasn't even yep. perfect. Agreed. But um, but it was, and I wanted to replay that like over and over and over. It's very addicting and stuff. And but but I do think you know the. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if um, if Horizon just is that good. If it really takes advantage of, it doesn't have to be as long as Village. If it really takes advantage of what you can do and and the overall experience, how fun it is. There's some, there's multiple paths to explore and stuff in there as well. So there is some replay value potentially, um, not confirmed yet, but there's supposed to be. Yeah, that's something that that's something that they didn't they haven't asked. The developers were asked. How long is the campaign? And, and one guy said, if you beeline it, it's about six or seven hours. And now everyone's like, oh, my God, it's a six or seven hour game. And so we don't again, we don't know if it's a six or seven hour game for most people or if you run through it, it's a six or seven hour game. It could be a 12 hour game. It could be a 13 hour game. Having Fire Sprite attached to it makes that a hard thing to answer because, again, I've said this before, Persistence, the Persistence, <laughs> which is an amazing game was four levels yeah. and was a 13-hour campaign. I mean, those were big levels, and it had tons of replay value. And so if they worked their magic like they did with the Persistence, then, yeah, you could potentially get, like, 40 hours out of this game like I did with the Persistence. I mean, yeah, with the Persistence. Yeah, that'll be a really interesting thing because they are, I mean, essentially, you know, the masters of replayability on PSVR 1, um, yep. maybe second to Dreadhalls. Um, oh, God. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so who knows what they've got in store? Like, again, if, if you're... If you're going to deliver a game that is anywhere from seven to twelve hours, uh, I think you'd like to give people a reason to play through it again. And if you take a note out of Resident Evil's book, then you say, "Oh, well, then you unlock this, you know, enhanced bow at the end of your first playthrough, and then you get to play through that again." Like rather than giving that to you your first run through, you know, you start off with this crazy enhanced bow and maybe up the difficulty for your second playthrough, New Game Plus, and harder difficulty. Yeah. Who, who knows? And we and so these are there's so many questions we and don't. And then additional content coming later. They both might have additional content. I think I think uh, Fire Sprite or Gorilla even hinted that it's seven to eight hours campaign is what they said, and then there's additional content planned. So. So we've had a lot of questions about Call of the Mountain still that haven't been answered. Um, and so what we know so far, I'm already excited about. And, yep. and so if there is really more, right? They said there's lots of surprises and stuff, which is great because why wouldn't there be? <laughs> like, you know, we've seen the first, maybe we've seen pieces of the first 15 minutes of the game. And that's all we've seen. And it already looks exciting. Um, yeah. So I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, I think 
as you already said, AJ, I just want to reiterate, I think both of these titles are very, very important. It's very important to see a hybrid game out of the gate. Uh, I did see somebody in the chat say, you know, there's a lot of talk about hybrid games. You know why? Because we fucking are talking about hybrid games and we leaked that shit forever ago and everyone just, you know, jumped on the bandwagon, which is good because it's important. That's again, what this whole generation is going to be about. Uh, But there is a lot of talk about it, but there hasn't been a lot of evidence for it yet. And so that's why, again, when you're like, why are there so many quest ports? Why are so many PC VR ports? It's because those are the only people who who are really able to talk right now about their game. Sony's got, uh, you know, a lot of people. Did you see the puzzling places thing this week, AJ? Mm -mm. They've even got the puzzling places people going, I don't know. We'll talk about VSVR too soon. Wink, wink. Right. And it's uh, when they, when even the puzzling places people, AJ, can't talk about their game on PSVR 2. I mean, think about all the big Ridiculous. studios out there who also can't talk about their game on PSVR 2. So, yeah. So patience. And then games that are early in development. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a waiting game, but, um, but it's nice to see some early signs of some stuff, you know, like a Resident Evil Village, like a No Man's Sky. Um, but I think uh, other than that, I don't know of any, any other hybrid titles just yet. Yeah, this is true. Off the top of my head. But that being said, man, you know, I think we both agree. These are both essential titles. It was fun to kind of pick them apart and dissect it and analyze it and stuff. But, you know, and these aren't even the only games I'm excited about for launch. We talked about Demio earlier, how much I'm excited about that. You know, there's No Man's Sky. There's Saints and Sinners coming shortly after launch. Switchback, Wes's pick was Switchback. And I I totally agree. I think Switchback actually has, an, uh, you know, it may not have the hype behind it, but I do 100% agree that it should be uh, in the, the running or the argument that as essential launch titles uh, because it is just such a great, thing to experience when uh with either being your first time in vr or new to vr or showing off friends and family it's a very despite being a a horror game everything else it's very very uh accessible and and a thrilling experience um just like russia blood was agreed agreed uh i think i think the switchback um is probably going under too many people's radar right now right Uh, super massive you know sort of I don't know. They, they 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 had a little bit of a fall from grace. They they killed it with yeah. Russia Blood, and then everything after that was sort of like mediocre. Yeah. Uh, and then even their flat screen stuff was sort of all over the place, depending on who you talk to. Um, and so, for them- luckily, a lot of people played Russia Blood, and that's where you're seeing a lot of the excitement from. Is right. that people know what Russia Blood is this time around, and you know there there wasn't really much. You know, people said Until Dawn, but it's a roller coaster. It's a shooter. <laughs> what is it like? Uh, this time around, people have, you know, they've played Rush of Blood. And so I see a lot of people saying, oh, Rush of Blood was one of my favorites. I can't wait. So that word of mouth is helping it spread a little bit more. Hopefully, hopefully people, you know, it doesn't go under the radar. I don't, you know, assuming it's going to be as good as we think it is, uh, we certainly aren't going to let it go under the radar. Yeah. Sirens on my end. Uh, Jordan F in the chat. He's got good taste. He says, really hoping Judas and Atomic Heart are hybrid titles. Um, yeah, man, Judas is uh, kind of a dream come true. The the original Irrational team uh, now working as Ghost Story Games, uh, making what looks like a 
spiritual successor to Bioshock. And it seems like they were just yeah. given unlimited time to make this thing because they formed their studio like six years ago. Uh, and then here they are coming out of the gate looking super polished. Um, of course, Atomic Heart, a game that was actually labeled as a PlayStation VR 1 title when it was first announced. Uh, so it would make sense to me along with, oh God, uh, what the hell is that game by uh, by Sad Square Studios? Uh, Visage. That was also labeled as a PSVR 1 game. Uh, really hoping that that gets the PSVR 2 treatment as well to kind of make up for the Kickstarter promise that they didn't ever deliver it on. Yeah, games like Judas and Atomic Heart are definitely the ones we need to be like, you know, shouting from the rooftops that we need these in VR. We need PSVR 2 versions. You know, I think uh, as much as I would love like a Bioshock and stuff, like I think these have a better chance because they're new and they're they're – they, I just think they have a, a there's a good opportunity, um, and then you know if that's super successful, maybe that would lead to a Bioshock or something, or you know. Um, but these are definitely the kind of games I hope to see as well. Yeah, it would be it would be absolutely insane to me uh, for for Sega not to be paying attention and say, yeah, p- people have been screaming for Alien Isolation in VR, uh, and then everybody over at uh, 2K, who I think owns the license for Bioshock, um, for them to to port that into VR. Like these, I feel like when when people talk about the the games that they want in VR, those are the two. Those are the two always on the top of the list. Um, yeah. And so I. I I just find it really hard to think that those studios are so deaf to those cries that they just won't happen. But I don't know. Um, we also get a tip from another tip from man bear pig game cat ring with a $2 tip says finally, Brian and AJ has agreed on something. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, but ready to get ready to disagree because AJ, are you ready for some I disagree. 20- you don't want to play 20 questions? Is that what you're telling me? I agree. Okay. I'm just kidding. Right. Otherwise, we're never going to end the show, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, actually, I've been really enjoying this conversation, man. This is a lot of fun today. Thank you so yeah. much for this. Um, all right, man. Well, it's time for some 20 questions. That means I've got a PlayStation VR game in this head of mine. Uh, AJ, you and all the cats out there have 20 yes or no questions uh, to figure out what game that is in only six minutes on the clock that I'm putting up right now. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do this, cats. On your mark. Get Dez. Go. Does it support the moves? Yes. Moves. That little note taker. Look at him taking notes. Is it VRAF? <laughs> no, no. No, I would no. No. Um does it support joysticks as well? Uh no. No. Not according okay. to the uh, it's, PlayStation it's store. Only. Um, so if, okay. By AJ, this, that's why. Not very, not very VRAF. Um, is it a puzzle game? Uh, no, I wouldn't call this a puzzle game. Okay. Is it? Does it have rhythm-based elements? Uh, no, it's not a rhythm game, or have rhythm-based elements. That's five. Is it? Is it cartoony? Uh, yeah, I would. I would call this cartoony. Are you a pigeon? Are you Mark Smith? <laughs> you are a pigeon. <laughs> Mark Smith. <laughs> Damn it, Mark Smith. Hold on. I don't you're not, know what you're not invited to the Christmas party, Mark Smith. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the thing. Uh, I'm not looking at the store. I'm just looking. Uh, is it VR Pigeons? 
I, I use the run of show. <laughs> it, it is it is VR pigeons. Yes. <laughs> You're off the Very Christmas nice card list. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> That's good because man, it is definitely time to get out of here. Good good job, AJ. Good job, Mark Smith. Let's be good fair. Job, Mark Smith. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he had the the cartoony. I was thinking. I was thinking you you were going to do that. Um, shockingly, it doesn't support the dual shock. Like, why not, man? It's like, yeah. Well, actually, I was very happy about that because I started. I'm like, it's probably going to support dual shock only, and like, and you just go like this, and then like it like didn't work, and I was like, oh. Um, but all all you then, have is turn buttons and in the peck option, and so why not give allow me to just use an analog oh, because, stick or because the, the move button. button the move button pecks as well. Why not? You, why not the X button? So like I can use an analog yeah. stick in an X. I mean, listen, I I'm I'm not going to sit here and complain about the <laughs> options that VR pigeons didn't give us, <laughs> but but come on. <laughs> um, Good job, everybody. Uh, Josh Cat with a $10 tip closing out the show says, just want to convey my appreciation and love for AJ. Oh, not and, not and Brian? <laughs> Wait, I was like, oh, this is going to be so sweet. But it's like, oh, it's a fucking AJ love letter. Uh, AJ gives so much to this community, and we love you for it. Meows and swipes. Dude, thank you, man. I agree, man. You guys. I love you guys, man. You guys are... <laughs> Or ask Brian. He like you guys are the ones that that keep this alive and keep it growing. And uh, we we're nothing without you guys. Yeah. Um, but but no. But Josh is not wrong. Um, you know you you've been here with me for so long, AJ. And it's it's been years. And uh, and 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 like any good any like any good friends, uh, we we have our good days. We have our bad days. Um, but you've been an amazing asset to this channel, man. And I and I hope we go hope we go far into the future together. Bambino Ramos says, "Fuck Brian, we're only here for AJ." <laughs> yeah. Look at all, look at all the AJ love, Brian. Right, did you see this? Did you see the, the number? You see the number of viewers <laughs> spike when they found out that you were here today? Oh, that sounds like a slam against Miles. It's flame absolutely hat, flame, not. <laughs> flame Hat says, "No, suck it, AJ." Now we're talking. Now we're getting to the good stuff, Flame Hat. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, man bear pig game cat says and brian we love aj man seriously you guys rock guys uh, brian you know how much i appreciate you man and you know all the hard work you do and let me take all the credit for it and um it's, it's very much appreciated no for real you've built an amazing community here and i uh, appreciate you dude yeah no, dude fucking lots of love going on right now and shout out to miles too and and wes who also uh contribute yeah. Uh, on a on the weekly and, and whoever that monday co-host guy is fuck that guy yeah <laughs> some panda some sexy panda skeleton vr podcaster uh lucky in the chat says married couple uh, which is probably <laughs> <laughs> more accurate than than good friends all right you guys it is time to get out of here thank you all so much for hanging out with us it's been an awesome friday really really enjoyed hanging out this conversation was way more fun than i thought it was going to be um <laughs> so thank you everybody who hung out thank you everybody who supports this channel uh by by uh, tipping on Patreon or paying or supporting on patreon.com slash without pro games, tipping during the show. Uh, and of course, everybody who helps us uh, all the time, man. Like this Jamie Yao who gets to sing up on podcast services of your choice. Yes, that includes Spotify. Uh, also, Sci Fi Game Cat Henry. Uh, don't forget, he's got, uh, he's bringing Geek Fool things back. He does all the timestamps for this show um, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Miles. Thank you to Wes. Uh, and uh, of course, everybody who sits back and watches the show and doesn't say a goddamn word. We love you just as much. AJ, it's Friday, so this feels weird, but I feel like it's only right. You're here. No. We can't. It's not right.
Thank you, Cat Brian, because I want to say have a motherfucking great weekend. The secrets of cheers to you, my friend. Dan Kiefer says, I approve this message. <laughs> Lackey Stangara, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Dr. Dance, thank you so much, man. Serial Killer, the deck, the halls with thousands of game cats. I'm glad we were able to make up. Are you, are you not? Are, you, are we good? Are we good, Serial Killer? Are you not mad at me anymore? Bebino Ramos, good to see you as well, man. Have a great weekend. Guys, son, fist bump to you. Uh, Hector Robles, Atmos, VR77, GameCat Dojo's in the house tonight. Mark Smith, thank you once again for helping me get through that. Jesse J, the Terror Mage GameCat, um, said, did the stream lag at all today? And Sirens Ooh, today? One he, Siren count, all, I think. One Siren com, count. Coming in for the important things. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he just comes in to, to catch if that happens. Right. I love it, man. You're the best, Jesse. Uh, at least you know he watches the show. Ash VR, <laughs> the groovy, the groovy Wait, you, you mean the fact that he's called Tarot Mage Game Cat didn't clue you into the fact that he might watch the show? <laughs> Be Tribble, doing God's work is always good to see you. Josh Cat, thanks so much, man. It really means a lot, man. And, you know, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, like, you guys are, are my best friends and, like, my favorite peoples in the world. So uh, I appreciate you guys and all your support from the beginning. That has never stopped. JC, the inimitable, 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 dual-wielding, ass-kicking game cat. Felt good to say that again. Uh, Blast Cat, game for me. Still hard to say. Virtual Strangers, Wes in the house uh, tonight. What up, my dude? Good to see you. Steve, I-R-E, coming out from Ireland. Blue Jew, the underground game cat elite name squad in the house, as well as Stupid Donkey. <laughs> and, oh, oh, your favorite name is here, Brian. Yoshi Rabbit Pratchetti. It's It's pretty good, man. It's a pretty good name. Uh, uh, oh, Kill Artist, the Dreamweaver. Game Cat, too. <laughs> I don't know if you saw a Blast Cat gas, uh, game for me. It's, it's filling in for the sex spots with lots of hearts and says, have a sexy sexy time. <laughs> sexy cats. <laughs> for a second, I, I looked at that and I was like, is that a sex spot? Oh, no, it's it's, it's I genetic plot. I think he's just testing Nick. He's just he's just seeing if Nick's uh, how alert Nick is. Looks like Nick's slacking a little bit right now because <laughs> if he noticed, he would have zapped him. Dead Kiefer, Fenner, good to see you, man. Firebird, old school. Oh, you guys rock, man. You guys have a great weekend. And don't forget about all of our amazing mods who kept keep the channel running smoothly. You guys are fucking awesome. There, I saw a lot of them in the chat today. Thank you guys so very much. Um, it was, it's awesome. We love you. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hurts. See you guys. See you guys on Discord. Go subscribe to AJ and and sign up for Discord. We love you guys. Good night. Happy weekend. Sixty-seven days. Four hours. And 21 minutes. And 25 seconds. Bye, everyone.